Hello and welcome. I'm Chelsea, certified mermaid, diver, and science communicator. And I'm Blake, scuba dive master, freediving instructor, and also a science communicator. We've created the Save the Mermaids podcast to connect ocean lovers from across the seven seas who have a desire to protect our waters and learn to live in sync with nature. Save the mermaids, save the seas. Let's dive in. And now for our happy ocean news. This is sweet. We're changing it up a little bit. This is from the Good News Network. Ooh. .org. Yeah, I researched. <laughs> um, so 10,000 native oysters were released on a homemade reef off of England's coast to filter pollutants as well as block storm damage. Yeah. Get them oysters. Get them oysters. They're so important. Little filter feeders. I'm so glad. I love them. I love that we're doing things. <laughs> Good job, humans. Good job, people. Good job. Okay, so it's still November. Yeah, what are we talking about today? We're still talking about fossil, like living fossils. Yes. Today is kind of um, the bummer you didn't know was going to happen. Oh, no. I'm talking about- Why do you always do this to me? I got it done to me. I was so excited for this one. I was super excited for this one. Okay. Because I was like, I love these things. Yeah. And they're still cool, but wow, are bad things happening to them. Oh, no. So today I'm talking about the horseshoe crab. What? Which I love. Me too. Yeah. They're so like growing up, I used to do a lot of holidays in Florida because that's where my grandparents are. And they're just all over down there. And you go and you play with them and you see them on the beach. They're weird. Yeah. Little but spider legs. Yeah, they have spider legs, but they're way less creepy than other things with spider legs. Have you ever flipped one over and looked yeah. at its bottoms, though, when they all start moving? Yeah, that's like, that's I mean, the worst. Yeah. I like it when they're right side up. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> they are weird. Mm-hmm. Like those legs and how many eyes they have. It's, oh, yeah. Tell me about them. They're really cool. So, yeah, let's do the good part first. Okay, thank you. So, horseshoe crabs. Um, I think everybody kind of knows what they look like. They're like a horseshoe shaped shell with a tail (laughs) (laughs) so they are in marine and brackish water they're arthropods of the family limudiae which i'm sure i said wrong that was beautiful thank you (laughs) and the only living members of the order ziphosura which sounds like um something from hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy yes so despite their name they are not true crabs or crustaceans Oh, no, you're not going to like this. Uh oh. <laughs> They're most closely related to arachnids, mm-hmm. such as spiders, ticks, and scorpions. Yep. Which I don't know. I mean, I guess I can see it now they that have I know. Eight legs. When you flip them over, it looks like a scorpion. Yeah. yeah. But they look Their like tops crabs. are cute. Their bottoms are. Yeah, they're yuck. Yeah. They are pretty yuck, but they're cool. I don't know. I like horseshoe crabs. Um, they are also very closely related to the extinct eurypterids which is a sea scorpion and i'm so glad it's extinct dear god (laughs) i never even thought to look up a sea scorpion we should though put it on the list okay (laughs) so there are four living species of horseshoe crabs and i'm going to miss say every single one of them yay the carcinus scorpius rotundicauda oh is he fat (laughs) Probably because he's rotund. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. That's the fat one. (laughs) I don't know that for sure. Um, That is the one that lives in the mangroves, though, found in South and Southeast Asia. Mm. Um, We have Limulus polyphemus, the Atlantic or American horseshoe crab, the one that you and I are probably very used to, found along the Atlantic coast of the United States and the Southeast Gulf of Mexico. 
the Tacky Place Gigias, the Indo-Pacific Indonesian Indian or Southern Horseshoe Crab found in South or Southeast Asia. And then last but certainly not least is the Tachypleus tridentatus, the Chinese, Japanese, or tri-spine horseshoe crab found in Southeast and East Asia. Wow. Tri-spine creeps me out. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't actually look at that one, but maybe go ahead and pull it. Don't worry. I'll Google it. (laughs) So horseshoe crabs live primarily in and around shallow coastal waters on soft, sandy, or muddy bottoms. They're generally found in the intertidal zone at spring high tides. <clears throat> Excuse me. The fossil record goes back to over 440 million years. They all look the same, so don't worry. The tri-spined, it just has the little bumps. Oh, it looks the same. It looks the exact same. It's not as creepy as it sounds. Whew. Don't worry, internet. <laughs> Thanks, Google. <laughs> um. So yeah, going over, going back over 440 million years ago to the Ordovician period, with the oldest representation represent representatives uh, of the modern family dating to approximately 250 million years ago so that basically means they just stopped changing 250 million years ago okay like they found their evolutionary perfect zone chilled there and that's where we're at Mm. um so that's like during the early triassic period which is a word we know yes (laughs) as such the extant forms have all been described as living fossils like i said they range from 12 to 31 inches long with females growing larger than the males. And I got to say, I feel like the ones I've seen in Florida were right around that 12, 15 mark. I was going to say, I have never seen a 31 inch. I would throw up. Yeah. I'd be like, mm, no, thank no, you. That's but too, that's like a corgi. You could a run corgi that. Crab. <laughs> a corgi crab. Oh yeah. No, thank you. That's no, no, no. Um, the entire body of a horseshoe crab is protected by a hard carapace or shell, as we know. Um, though the horseshoe crab shell is hard, it's very sensitive to the world around it. Oh, me too. <laughs> that cute. <laughs> the crabs are especially sensitive to light. Oh, that's because they have ten eyes, which is wow. Creepy. Yeah, a, a pair of compound eyes on the thorax and photoreceptors in other areas, primi- primarily along the tail weird yeah because i just thought it was the two like on either side of their little like a normal looking crab yeah they're not normal wow 10 aliens aliens Mm. and they're sensitive to light like what are you doing out there like all of your blue-eyed friends who always get migraines you know (laughs) poor guys the horseshoe crab knows your pain get it (laughs) um okay so yeah it has the two compound lateral eyes each composed of about a thousand amatidia which is, so you know how like a fly's eyes is like a thousand eyes? Mm-hmm. That's that. Mm-hmm. So it's eyes are eyes. <laughs> In eyes, eyes, eyes. Too many eyes. <laughs> I know. And then they have median eyes that are able to detect both visible light and UV light, which is so cool. Oh, I would love to see the world in UV. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. These Just like living in pretty. Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love that. Um, They also have a single period parietal eye and a pair of rudimentary lateral eyes on the top there's so many eyes and a pair of ventral eyes is located near the mouth as well as a cluster of photoreceptors on the tail like i said like covered in eyes just in case i don't know what it needs to see that much because that's and they live in muddy water (laughs) what are you looking at buddy you need i mean i guess nothing's gonna help you down there you need like a 
for yeah. sensors. Sharky bio. Um, so actually they have very, very poor eyesight, considering they have so many eyes. <laughs> <laughs> they have the largest rods and cones of any known animal. But it's poor? But it's poor. Well, yeah. So they large rods. That's what makes them like sensitive. Right. Oh. That's what makes them so sensitive okay. to the light. So to compare, it's about a hundred times the size of our rods and cones. So the light we take in, they're getting like heavenly apocalyptic amounts of light just constantly in their faces. Oh. So maybe that's why it's poor. Like they're blinded yeah. all the time, which is poor evolution. Like they stopped evolving 250 million years ago. Maybe this should have kept going. I think we've realized from like this in our Nautiluses and stuff like that is just because evolution stopped doesn't mean that it should have. Right. Like it's not perfect. Yeah. It, it just didn't stop stopped because it was so great. It just stopped. <laughs> We're done here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, their eyes are a million more times sensitive to light at night than during the day. So I think that's maybe good for that like at night they're gonna see a lot more than we are but yeah. at what horrible cost right. <laughs> um so they walk on 10 legs like we said um and they use their last pair called the chelicera to move food into their mouths so like two little arms instead huh you know horseshoe crabs eat worms and mollusks they may also feed on crustaceans and even small fish um, if the crab is flipped on its back, it can use its tail to right itself. Oh, which is so cool. That is cute. <laughs> Their tail also helps them to steer through the water. It's like a little rudder. <laughs> that makes sense. Both of those totally make sense. But it's so cute. Yeah. You don't think about it. Oh. It's a cute little rudder with eyes all over it. And so many legs. <laughs> The mouth is located at the center of the legs, whose oh. bases are referred to as the nathabases <laughs> and have the same function as jaws to help grind up food. So they don't have a jaw. They use their legs to crunch things as it's shoved in I its mouth. I don't love that. This is like, <laughs> this is like a alien horror movie. Yeah, but I don't know why. I love them. And I'm a, you'll love them even more when the bad part comes. Okay. Because... They need a Is lot. This of about love. their blue blood and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're hearing about <laughs> yes. that. So some of the legs on a male change shape on their um, terminal molt, which is like their last one, becoming boxing like boxing glove like claspers that are used for grasping the female during mating. Mm. Like specifically, like this is my last chance. Yeah, gotta I'm gonna get, get it while it's good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah maybe these things are weird <laughs> um lost legs um may slowly regenerate also the tail may slowly regenerate and cracks in the body shell the shell can heal oh wow which i don't know if other crabs can do that i don't really remember anything about that yeah i don't know yeah but they can they also drum roll please glow in uv light oh because they love uv yeah yeah and they just light up what and, color um lots of different colors Ooh. but the coolest part is nobody knows why oh <laughs> i love that yeah so yeah look it up it's kind of i just love when things glow yeah i also just heard that cats glow what yeah but we can't see anything because we have stupid human eyes stupid human eyes I know. so if anybody knows about cats glowing please message us um so yeah, it's like green. It's mm. like turquoise when they glow. Greeny, purpley, mm -hmm. green. And 
and it's so, like they're brown. But so. look at the bottom. You ha- you can't admit that that's that's creepy. Oh, it's gross. Yeah. It looks like a terrifying thing, just like hiding in a cute thing. in a cute thing. <laughs> yeah, the top is adorable. Yeah, and then the bottom is like nightmares. Nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, during the breeding season. Speaking of the boxing glove situation. <laughs> During the breeding season, which is spring and summer in the Northeast U.S. and year-round in warmer locations, or when the full moon rises. Okay. Whenever. One or the other. Horseshoe crabs migrate to shallow coastal waters. Um, The smaller male horseshoe crab clings to the back of the larger female using their special little gloves that they've got now. And they fertilize the eggs as they're laid in the sand. So I just don't know that the male needs to be on the feet. Yeah, what's the point? I like, bro, just wait till I drop these. Yeah, like a piggyback situation and they just... But there's no know. need for the piggyback. Right. I don't think so because the... <laughs> if they the drop it in the, in the... Yeah, that's so weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but here's something that we've actually talked about before. Additional males called, quote, satellite males. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember the butterfly fish? Yeah, that? <laughs> so many animals uh, right so these ones are not attracted to the female but they may surround the pair and start fertilizing the eggs anyway that's so that's so, a lot we've got like true love and attraction going on and, and these guys an audience yeah who are getting ready to like take some offspring. i'll put this on as explicit okay <laughs> um young female horseshoe crabs can be identified by the lack of mating scars so mm-hmm. only the older ones like or are attracted attractive i guess oh and then like a fine wine yeah <laughs> quite oh i know oh. that's i know isn't that like that's a lot i'm a little uncomfortable with that description it's not it's just heebie-jeebie-ish because it's just mm. yeah it is it's just mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> not the way humans normally do things right well i we physically can't yeah that's, <laughs> so maybe that's why we find it yeah. <laughs> um the female can lay <laughs> i'm trying so hard to keep it right now maybe we should take a commercial break <laughs> Blake and Chelsea here. Want to bring the magic of Save the Mermaids into everyday life? If you're visiting the island of Oahu, then come diving with us. I am a PADI certified mermaid instructor and offer mermaid classes from ages six to adult. If you've ever dreamed of being a mer person, these classes are a great way to learn safely, try a tale for the first time, or deepen your existing skill set. Learn breathing techniques, mermaid tricks, how to swim in a tail in monofin, and more. You'll learn some ocean facts, conservation tricks, and spend the entire time smiling and making other people smile too. And if you're looking for a deep sea adventure, come on a pelagic shark dive with me. I'm a dive master and shark safety diver for Go Adventure Hawaii in the iconic North Shore town of Haleiwa. On this two hour tour, we will free dive with some of the top predators in the ocean, such as the Galapagos sharks, sandbars, tiger sharks. But remember, this is a cageless shark snorkel, so you must be comfortable in open water and deep sea conditions. Can't dive with us in person, but still want to show your support? Then please go to www.mermaidconservation.com, click on the episodes tab, and click on the support the podcast button to donate, or write us a review on our podcast page of your Apple podcast app. 
We really appreciate your continued support that allows us to bring the magic of Save the Mermaids to you every single week. We truly could not do what we do without you. Okay. Okay, we're, we're back. We're back and we're totally put together. It didn't help. <laughs> uh, okay, the, fe- the female can lay between 60,000 and 120,000 eggs in batches of a few thousand at a time. Oh my god. Gosh. So like dropping them off. Woo. The, the eggs take about two weeks to hatch. Shorebirds may eat them before they hatch them. Mm-hmm. So that's a big problem. Shorebirds are like a huge problem for horseshoe crabs. Really? Yeah. Which is a bummer because we also like birds. Yeah. So I don't really know what to do about that. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> break my heart. I'm yeah, ready. Here's the part. It sucks. Horseshoe crabs use hemocyanin. I think that's how you say it, to carry oxygen through their blood. Human blood is red because our hemoglobin, the protein in red blood cells that transports oxygen around the body, contains iron. Horseshoe crabs have a different oxygen carry protein called hemocyanin. Hemocyanin has copper rather than iron, which gives horseshoe crabs its bright blue color, mm-hmm. or their blood, their bright blue color. Their blood contains amoebocytes which play a similar role to the white blood cells of vertebrates in defending the organism organism against pathogens so really similar types but different compounds Mm. so all right um amoebocytes from the blood of a horseshoe crab is used for the detection of bacterial endotoxins in medical applications There is a high demand for the blood, um, the harvest of which involves collecting and bleeding the animals and then releasing them back into the sea. Most of the animals survive the process. I get kind of emotional talking about this stuff because it's like... People also seem to not really care because it's not like you're bleeding a cow that can yell and moo. You know what I mean? I feel like we do as humans have a tendency to mistreat a lot of ocean animals because they don't communicate in ways that are natural to us. Like boiling lobsters alive. When we just don't realize like, hey, they are like, it's been proven. The lobsters do feel the pain. Like Mm -hmm. they still feel it. They just can't communicate it with you. And it's kind of the same with these guys. It really is. Like anything in the ocean doesn't have the same kind of reactions we do to pain. So yeah, it's just... Hard. I just it's really hard to to know that there's people out there that are okay with this job yeah <clears throat> so oh, okay <clears throat> most of the animals survive the process approximately 500,000 crabs are harvested annually for this purpose oh my god so they take them out bleed them and put them back generally like they still live yeah but it, it totally affects their breeding oh. so Bleeding may also prevent female horseshoe crabs from being able to spawn or decrease the number of eggs they are able to to lay. Okay. So up to 30% of an individual's blood is removed, according to the biomedical industry, although NPR reported that it can, quote, deplete them of more than half of their volume of blue blood. So the horseshoe crab spends between one and three days away from the ocean before being returned. As long as the gills stay moist, they can survive on land for four days. Okay. Um, Some scientists are skeptical that certain companies return their horseshoe crabs to the ocean at all, which is... mm, Instead, suspecting them of selling the horseshoe crab as fishing bait. Uh. The harvesting of horseshoe crab blood in the pharmaceutical industry is in decline, however, as the scientists created um, synthetic tests to replace the ones done on horseshoe crabs. So finding a replacement will help ensure a future for horseshoe crabs and shorebirds because of that. 
they eat their eggs kind right. of thing. So um there's that. <laughs> just it's it such really a bummer. Shows that like the things that we think of as like archaic, you know, mm-hmm. it all gets replaced. Like the entire world used to run on whale oil. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. it didn't get replaced because everybody was like, oh my God, save the whales. We need to stop doing whale oil. It got replaced because something better came along. Yeah. So that really shows the importance of ingenuity in right? humans and how like you, if you have an idea, you can literally change the world. Yeah. You know? Yep. Just like hopefully is going to happen with these guys. Cause that's a lot. That's just, it's just so brutal. Like I, so... I appreciate they're not taking the lives of animals for yeah. this, but at the same time, you're taking them away from their home for four days, bleeding them out, bleeding them out. And imagine how weak they are and how prone to predators they would be if they're, you know what I mean? Like exactly. we just get our blood drawn and we need like cookies. We need cookies. You yeah. Know? We don't do well. Yeah. So yeah, I just, ugh. So, okay, Um, declining horseshoe crab populations on the east coast of the United States endanger certain bird species, like I said, which feed upon their eggs. In December 2019, a report of the U.S. Senate, which encouraged the Food and Drug Administration to establish processes for evaluating alternative pyrogenetacy tests and report back to the Senate on steps taken to increase their use, was released, and PETA backed that report. So demands are being made to change this. Yeah, just while they listen. Yeah, and that was in 2019. So um, I do have an update on something, but um, unfortunately, COVID happened. Oh, right. And vaccine research and development during during the COVID-19 pandemic has added a, additional strain on the American horseshoe crab. Oh. So the problem with people is that we find something that looks like it's going to work and it's like it takes too long to make it synthetic or duplicate it in our own way. Yeah. So COVID hit and they were like, oh my God, wait, the horseshoe crabs. And it's like it all started right back up. Uh, okay. You know what I yeah. mean? So mm. in 2023, the US Fish and Wildlife Service halted the harvesting of horseshoe crabs in the Cape Romaine National Wildlife Refuge in South Carolina from March 15th to July 15th to aid their reproduction. So they know they're doing it. Yeah. And they they understand the repercussions. So right. they did pause it for that summer. Um, this decision was influenced by the importance of horseshoe crab eggs as a food source for the migratory birds and the ongoing use of horseshoe crabs for bait and their blood and medical products. Mm. And if that wasn't enough, they are also used for food and bait. <laughs> so national breeding of horseshoe crabs in captivity has proven to be difficult. Some evidence indicates that mating takes place only in the presence of sand or mud in which the horseshoe crab's eggs were hatched. Okay. So it's not known with certainty what is in the sand that makes the crabs. They, they like, sense yeah. when they're in the right kind of sand. Um, artificial insemination and induced spawning have been done on relatively large scale in captivity, and eggs and juveniles collected from the wild are often raised to adulthood in captivity. Um, in order to preserve and ensure the continuous supply of the horseshoe crab, a breeding center was built in Malaysia, where the crabs are bred and released back into the ocean in the thousands every two years. Oh, so yeah, they're super important. Yeah, they're so cool. Right, and I I love that some groups get it. Yep, and I love that we can use things from nature to help us. Mm-hmm. But it's just like a heartbreaking, a heartbreaking way, way to, help. to do yeah. That. So, okay, um, because of the destruction of the habitat and shoreline development, use use in fishing, plastic pollution, status as a culinary delicacy in some areas, and use for scientific research and advancement, 
the horseshoe crab is facing endangered and extinct statuses. Mm -hmm. One species, the tridentatus, um, has already been declared extinct from Taiwan. Facing a greater than 90% population decrease titanatus in the juveniles, it is suspected that Hong Kong will be the next to declare the horseshoe crab extinct from its area. The species is listed as endangered on the IUCN red list, specifically because of over-exploitation and loss of critical habitat, leading to a steep decline in population size. And I just feel like I haven't been this emotional for an animal in a while. (laughs) But yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, so that's... Oh, that's a horseshoe crab. They're so cool. I know. They're creepy. They're cool. They can do so much for us, but it's like... I don't know. I feel like whenever we see things like this, it's a good reminder that it it kind of always leads me back to like the deep sea because we're like, oh my God, this thing could cure cancer. And then we're yeah. like, do we know that it could actually cure cancer? No, but let's study the crap out of it and, and abduct a billion of them and see if we can cure cancer. Like, right. it's just hard because as a species, we're very much so focused on us. Yeah and lengthening our lives and making our lives better which can be helpful in some instances but it's hard when you see everything else around you like in order to protect ourselves we have to also protect the planet right you know what i mean in because, a kind way it yeah can't be like in this rough like we're gonna bleed you out but we're gonna send you back like that's yeah. rough yeah and honestly who's to say like yeah they still survived when you sent them back like okay cool I put them back in the ocean alive, but they have predators, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then it's, even if, even if this is like the creepiest, weirdest, grossest animal in the world, seabirds rely on them. What else relies on seabirds? They're part of a chain. They're part of an ecosystem, just like every single other thing, kind of besides us on this planet we used to be, but we've really separated ourselves from that. Yep. And I think that as much as it really sucks, the horseshoe crabs are such a good example of us taking another animal out of their natural balance yeah exactly exactly and I just feel like through this podcast we've seen this so many times but we've also seen things like fungi yeah which is such a that's such a responsible thing to study yeah it's very plentiful we can study it in its own habitat Mm -hmm. we can do things with it and it will be fine yeah versus it's so archaic like it's so medieval yeah it is it's very to bleed an animal dry and then toss it back out science is brutal it can be yeah i know i know i know i i love horseshoe crabs and that's it's cool to learn this stuff and i really hope that this episode like all of our episodes our whole goal is to make you guys love these animals so that you care about them and do yeah and want to protect them yeah yeah Save the horseshoe crabs. Save the horseshoe we crabs. should start a Chelsea Horseshoe Foundation. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for diving in with us today. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Save the Mermaids Podcast. Visit our website at www.mermaidconservation.com for all the podcast merch and our eco-friendly favorites. And don't forget to join our Facebook community, Save the Mermaids Podcast Community. This is where we will post our monthly meetups, share our favorite underwater adventures, and connect with like-minded ocean lovers all over the world. Until next time, mermaids! Mm-hmm.